We are back, just like the All-Stars, just like Darrell, just like ACDC, we are back. Just like Backstreet Boys, we're back. I'm John Chidley Hill. <laughs> oh, he's doing the dance. Sorry. He's doing just, the Backstreet Boys dance. <laughs> I got a text, so I looked away and I just was leaving Sheldon hanging. <laughs> you missed it. You missed it, right? I'm like here doing my Backstreet's back dance and nothing. Nothing. But it's fine. Still back. We're here. Uh, episode two of the Challenge All-Stars. And, you know, they left us on a bit of a cliffhanger here, which was all right, though, because I'm in. I'm in. I got to say that with the music selection, we talked about it last episode, um, with some of the new characters, uh, Derek, I mean, we don't like Derek, but in the sense of how this show operates, you need that villain, right? There are a lot of times where, as I keep calling him a bootleg Johnny Bananas, but the point remains, whether you were rooting for or against Johnny Bananas, you had some vested interest. And Derek, you know, I don't think that, I think his intentions were good, what he was trying to do here, because we'll pick things up right where last episode ended, right? So Derek and Jody, they go to Ayana and they're trying to find out who do you guys want to go against in the elimination, right? And I think this is a very smart move. I'll say this. I think this is a smart move because you're going to get the blame for whoever the four name or the four names that you pick, right? How do you shift some of that blame? Well, you just say, oh, well, this is who they wanted to go to. We didn't know who to pick. So we just left it up to them. Smart play. I think that's a great play. But I also think Ayana was on to them. And wasn't going to fall for it. Yeah, she, I loved the attitude she brought where she said, you know, she was a division one track star. And she says, you know, in track, you can't choose your, who you're going to run against as a track athlete. So I'm not going to choose who I'm going in mm-hmm. against. Totally correct. Yeah. And also to your point, you know, when it all comes out, like who asked for who, who got nominated, she just says straight up, I didn't ask for anyone. Like, like I'll take on anyone. Like I'm competing against myself. Yeah, and that's airtight. Like no one can, no one can get mad at that. And one of the things I think that distinguishes this version of the challenge versus we'll call it the regular challenge is that yeah, everyone's more mature, which makes it like a better and a worse show. Like mm-hmm. in some respects. It makes it a little more boring. I'm sorry, but like people are not making stupid mistakes in terms of their personal lives, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. in terms of like situations like this, everyone's way more reasonable. So like when Ayana's like, yeah, I, you know, I'm like, she's not cocky about it, but she's like, yeah, like I'm just going to compete against whoever and I'm going to try my best. And everyone's like, all right, fair enough. And there's like, there's no further yeah. discussion. I'm not even. I'm not mm-hmm. sure she did it for a game move, but it was a good game move. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as you said, I just like her mentality. It doesn't matter. She, what's something we talk about all the time. Some people want the smoke. Other people don't want the smoke. She clearly wants the smoke and just said, whoever I'm going against, whatever, send in whoever I'm good. Meanwhile, on the flip side, there's your boy, Nehemiah, who, if we're going to say Derek is doing too much all the time on Whenever he's on the challenge, Nehemiah is also definitely doing way too much. And 
I mean, his gameplay, he's trying to figure it out, right? Because he's talking about how normally he gets victimized by trying to be the nice guy or whatever. So he's going to switch it up now, right? So when Derek comes and asks him who he wants to go against, he says Ryan. But his reason for wanting to go against Ryan is because he wants to go against someone he already beat in a challenge. In 2000, Even though that would have taken place. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, that makes no sense. Not at all, because you are both different people than you would have been, whatever, 15 years can you ago. Imagine, so I don't understand how that's your, your mindset. Can you imagine if you were in high school and you're in like, I guess we'll say grade 12, because I think most of our listeners would not mm -hmm. know what OHC was, but like you're in grade 12 <laughs> and like, I don't know, you have to do some sort of athletic competition and they're like, who do you want to go against? And you're going to say... Oh, well, I smoked so-and-so when we were five years old on the playground. People are like, yeah, solid logic. Like, what? Like, that's a long-ass yeah. time. <laughs> like, that is a ridiculous amount of time to say, like, oh, yeah, no, I beat that guy more than a decade ago. Like, there, what? Makes, no, Makes sense. no sense. I'm always torn on Nehemiah. Yeah, and it, none of it makes sense. So he says he wants to go against Ryan or he wants to go against Derek. Um, and yeah, I mean, those choices, I, I agree with Ryan. Ryan at some point brings up the fact, why don't you just say that you want to go against me because you think I'm the weakest person here, right? Like, and and to me, again, that should have that's bad gameplay by Nehemiah because I think I blatantly would just tell people I'm picking who I think are the weakest competitors and Derek who won that Derek, Derek K, yeah, right? Derek, Derek K. K. He, the way that I would play it if I'm Nehemiah, I blatantly tell everyone, Derek K came to me to ask me who I want to put in, right? I told him People I who I, I wanted be. to put yeah. in. I wanted, yeah, exactly. So now I'm leaving that up to him. So now when Derek K flips the switch, right? and puts in Steve when really we know he's trying to put in Steve thinking Steve's going to go in and Steve has a good chance to take out Nehemiah. Everyone can see Derek K is playing a shady game. Yeah. Right off the bat. Well, and that would have been the, the perfect play. Well, it would have been the perfect play. Nehemiah sort of recovers from what is maybe a minor blunder, but let's mm -hmm. talk about Derek. <laughs> I know where you're and going. And his outfit. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he's wearing sort of a, how do it's a, it's a shorts and t-shirt suit, I guess. It's, it's a matching like a, pair. It's a matching outfit. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a it's fit. Like I'd, it's like, I call it, I'm sure this is not the right description, but it's like an Arizona style pattern. Oh, oh, okay, right? maybe. I think, okay, here, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say, okay? So the, this becomes a big deal because Steve kind of walks by him and disses him. And if he didn't diss him, it's definitely a sneak diss. If it's not a full-on diss, it's a sneak diss. Basically telling him, you can't pull that off, bro. <laughs> like, that might be a nice fit, but that ain't for you, right? I mean... <laughs> or another way, you're doing too much. I will say... I'm not that mad. We're not Derek fans, but I'm not that mad at Derek's outfit because to me that kind of had like some beach vacation type vibes to it, and that's the scene that they're in. So I'm not I'm not mad at him for for rocking that at all. 
That's just me. Yeah, I could I pull that off? Probably not. I would, but I'm not mad at him for I that. I think, like, I certainly know people who, if they don't own something like that, they own something like yeah, they they have fits that are like that. I think Steve's <laughs> issue because the first thing he said is that's what you're wearing to deliberations. Like, I think his <laughs> his. Upset wasn't like, Derek, you can't pull that off. I think it was, is this like the place? Uh, And like, that might be a little bit on Steve taking it too seriously. But also like, well, what does that mean? Like he's supposed to wear a suit? Well, I think he's saying that it's supposed to be like a, like a respectful scenario. I'm not agreeing with Steve. It's even more ridiculous. That said, Derek is super mad. Like Derek is mad, mad. Like he's yeah. too offended by Steve's comments. You know what I get from that? I get from that that he was insecure about the outfit to begin yeah. with. He wasn't confident enough in the outfit to begin with. And something Steve said was, Hey, I can maybe see that on tech, but I don't know that about you. And why would you say something like that? Because tech is obviously more confident in himself and in whatever he would be rocking. We saw the pink suit that someone said looked like Pepto-Bismol or something like that. Or maybe he said that. But the point remains, you got to be confident to pull that off. And I don't think Derek was. So the first like slight or the first comment that might not be positive about it just reaffirms his insecurity to begin with. And I think that's why he was a little offended by it. Cause he's like, Oh really? Like he's sitting there with Jody and he's like, really? Oh, well might not have been a good time to make fun of the person's outfit. Is I also it? think it's like, really you're going to vote him in. Cause he didn't like your fit. I also think that there's a, a key thing that happened. My impression. And like, I could be wrong, but my impression was, Derek changed into his monkey suit for the scene because he he's trying to be a producer, right? Like he, so he put on this fit, and then like he and Jody have those conversations. But to that point, he's only seen Jody, Nehemiah, and uh, Ayana in per like in that fit. So like he start like he walks down the stairs. He's on his way to go outside to like have this conversation with Jody and like make their decisions. And Steve is like the first person they run into. And he like, is like, Ooh, like that's what you're going with. And then Derek walks through the rest of the house. And at that point he sees what everyone else is wearing. And so it's not just that Steve put down what he was wearing. Derek sees that he's the only one that's going to be dressed like that for this upcoming scene. Mm. So I think he like, you ever show up somewhere and you're like, Ooh, I am underdressed or Ooh, I'm overdressed. And like, and I think, so Derek had that sinking, like, Ooh, like Steve, like sort of made fun of me, but also everyone else is just like in hoodies and sweats. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I think he compounded the issue. That he saw that everyone yeah. else was yeah, yeah. dressed, perhaps their age, uh, and it, yeah. it made him a little also, less confident. Yeah, and I mean, he goes from that moment to calling himself such a great chess player. The, he right? might like, be the which, best human chess player who has ever lived. 
okay like what what like what are we talking about here do you know what i mean i i just don't get Derek. again doing too much how about trying to win win it's the challenge how about that sorry win the challenge all stars <laughs> how about that okay Jeez. so as we said they nominate leah and casey steve and Derek. Mm-hmm. um yeah. Nehemiah is mad that he didn't get anyone he asked for, which is not quite right. <laughs> One of the two names yeah. he said was nominated. Um, I do like seeing Nehemiah a little mad, but like behind Derek, behind Derek K, he's the one that is doing the most. You know, he like yeah. you know you yeah. know you're in trouble when you're having a conversation with Brad and Brad is being the voice of reason. Like Yeah. You know, Nehemiah, you should have done better. <laughs> like, that's... No one nominated yeah, you, Nehemiah. Like, like... Agreed. Agreed. And then on top of that, too, Jody starts crying as she's telling Derek that he is one of the nominees. And it's like, homegirl, it's the very first day. Like, chill out. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all right. It's part of the game. I know it's been a while. Chill out, you know? Um... Derek, though, again, for someone with that much confidence, you would think that he has a better pulse on what the house is feeling because in his mind, he just thought the house was going to vote for Steve because he's a new guy. And I'll give credit to Nehemiah here or maybe to his his crew that he huddled up with. And they were like, well, just go tell everyone who you want to go for. Yeah. Which he does. He goes around and tells the house, I want to go against Derek. And hey, cool. But it also, you know, what did you think of that gameplay just from both Derek's standpoint in terms of assuming what the house is going to do and then Nehemiah's standpoint and getting the house to do what he wanted them to do? I mean, Derek blew it. Derek is clearly coming in with the same attitude they had last season with Mark where they remember how they did all that shit where they made like a crown and they would call Mark the godfather and like all that Mm -hmm. like Derek still thinks he's running the house and he's not like he's firmly not yeah and also this is how I think Nehemiah recovers is that he goes around and he's like listen here's who I really want please vote this way because in this situation I don't know if Nehemiah recognizes it but in this situation people don't want to have to make a decision so if you can make the decision for them they're going to be grateful yeah. Because they know especially so early in the yeah, game. Yeah, because they know that like let's say they vote in Derek and he comes back and he's mad about it. They just have to say, Listen, man, Nehemiah asked for you. I liked Nehemiah. I'm just like I'm just rolling with my guy. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like whereas with Steve, if you vote Definitely. for Steve, it's a like sort of an F you to Steve, <laughs> right? So Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, no, I totally. This agree. is the most important thing, Sheldon. It's prom night. They're having a party. How did you feel this party stacked up as a resident party scene on the challenge expert? Um. Well, first off, I thought it was a pretty solid party. It looked like it was fun. It looked like people were having a good time. There was singing. There was dancing. You know, it looked like a good party. It looked like a pretty good party. But um, my song of the episode get that out of the way this the spice girls um and it led to my question for you who was your favorite spice girl that's a great question 
Yeah. And of course, my questions for John are also the questions for the audience. So again, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Inquiring minds would like to know. Because I can tell you that mine were very easy. It was a tie between Scary Spice and Baby Spice. Wow. That was just me. So I was just going to lead off and say, definitely not Baby Spice. Like, she is my least favorite of the Spice Girls. Wow. Okay. Okay, that's fair. I I would say Ginger Spice and posh spice but like i respect all of the spices except baby spice (laughs) who again i like the least hold on (laughs) are we really doing a deep dive here but i want to know like why what did baby spice do that i just this is gonna get me in so much trouble. I, no, no, no! I don't want to get no. you. Don't hold on, hold on. There's a thing where Jalen and Jacoby, and Jacoby would always say to Jalen Rose, "Don't get fired, don't get fired." Well, I won't. I'm just. I'm, I mean, my my. This is totally subjective, and to each their own. I find Baby Spice the least attractive, and, and okay. she also that's fair does not strike me as that talented. And I'm okay. gonna put this out here. I don't think Posh Spice is that talented either. Like, I think the strongest singers okay. are Scary, Sporty, and Ginger. Okay. But certainly when I was a youth, I found Posh Spice most attractive. She's, you should probably know this, she is definitely my type. Like, people make fun of me because I have a very strong <laughs> type. And Posh Spice would be it. Um, um, but yeah. I love how you sat up to say yeah. that. People watching the video. Well, it's important. <laughs> I got, but you got me fired up. <laughs> got to say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> I I also have to say this is. There are people listening to this pod right now, and they're like, "I can't believe these guys weren't going to do these episodes." <laughs> <laughs> I I also have to say um... that this is going to sound like a cop out, but Spice Girls is also my Uh-oh. song of the episode. And like this, how's that a cop though? Well, because you said it too. I didn't want to seem like I'm just biting your style, but I just as as I grow older, like when we when we were in our teens, you know, you didn't toxic masculinity being what it was. You didn't want to be like, yeah, like I really love well, Spice Girls. You could get away with, but like I, you didn't want to say like, oh, I like that Backstreet Boys song or I like that NSYNC song. But now that I'm old and death is around the corner, like I am so into those 90s and early 2000s pop songs. Like we last episode of You Kill It, we talked about Backstreet Boys versus NSYNC. I can go so hard on like deep cuts. Like give me some LFO. You know those guys, summer, <laughs> summertime girls. Um, or did, what is happening right or, now? Or uh, end together. Do you remember, or was that, was that band? There was the... No, I'd have to actually know this. I actually, for a lot of those ones, I'd actually have to like hear the song to be like, oh yeah, 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 I or remember. O-Town, like yeah. I've been talking about but... O-Town a lot lately. Or for some CanCon, do you want know a banger track? Faded by Soul Decision featuring Thrust. <laughs> do you remember that song? <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> But you know what's so funny? Because if there are people who aren't our age or older listening to this, I feel like their way of consuming music is so different now, right? Because 
again, we sat down and watched in Canada much music, which is the equivalent to MTV for our American listeners. But you would sit down and watch music videos. You'd watch TRL every day, or for us, it was much on demand, yeah. right? And you would just be watching whatever. And, you know, to hear, you know, whatever hip hop song I wanted to hear, Biggie and Tupac or Jay Z or whatever, to hear that, I also needed to hear the Shania Twain song. Mm-hmm or the Backstreet Boys song or the Alanis Morissette song that was on, right? To get to the song that I actually wanted to listen to. So by sheer osmosis, you would also know these tracks. Like I talked about it a couple pods ago, right? The Alanis Morissette doc that was on HBO, the music box. And I was like, wait, I know these songs. How do I know these songs? I've never bought an album. I've never like downloaded this track, like, but I know these songs and it's just from how we grew into listening to music. Whereas now I feel like it's it's way different. Nobody's sitting down and having it programmed. Yeah, all algorithm based. I also have to point something out to your point that for our American listeners, I'm sure we have American listeners who are like, oh yeah, like who are our age, who understand like, yeah, you had to watch, like if you wanted to get to that Eminem track, you also had to listen to 98 Degrees. I know, I'm sure there's people (laughs) listening that understand that, but I also have to point out that in our country, there's like, what, 20% of the population where English is not their first language, they speak French. So we also had to listen to (laughs) French songs. Like there'd be like, they'd be playing... Ah the like top 30 on much music and they'd be like next up rock cuisine and you'd have to like sit through a three minute french song when you didn't understand any of the lyrics because you wanted to get to wigfield Uh, saturday night like you had to like sit through some uh, like different songs that weren't even in your native language in canada (laughs) well played well played well played I don't even know where we're at in this we're episode. Talk, Derek... We're talking about the prom night, and we should talk about... This is going to be a tough segue, oh, Okay, but Derek. Oh, I meant the other Derek. Oh. But yes, as we segue to Derek, who's going... Oh, yeah, the prom night. So here's my thing that I was going to say about that. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really feel comfortable enough going into this conversation because I felt like it just caught me way off guard. Right. Like it just kind of came out of nowhere. And I was kind of like, whoa. And I wasn't ready for that. Right. Like I felt like I was watching one show and then they made like a hard turn into another show. And my biggest reason why I don't really feel comfortable talking about it is because I caught myself in the moment being like, oh, really? Like you came on this show after that happened. And then I caught myself because I'm like, that's not for me to say. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not for me to, like, I don't know anything about that man, much less his situation or his relationships or his family to then be able to, like, sit here on camera in front of a microphone and be like, comment on it at all. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because I don't know. I can't tell you how to grieve. I can't tell you how to go through that, what you should do or should or shouldn't do. But again, it also just caught me really off guard. So that's most of the reason why I, I just feel kind of uncomfortable i'll say discussing that that part of the episode i will say so like when that he first said you know my younger sister the day before i left to film the show i learned that she took her own life at first i was Mm -hmm. like man i wouldn't be able to go on this show in that circumstance but then i realized that i was sitting in my own judgment and that like i thought about when my dad died 
And I remembered mm-hmm. all the things I did that maybe I shouldn't have done. Like how, I don't want to say distracted you get, but I think it's part of the grieving process that it's not, there's like a moment in the grief process where the fact that your loved one is gone isn't yet real. So it's hard, like if you think about going on the show, you'd be planning for weeks, if not months. And it's when you suddenly lose someone, it's hard to change gears because like, how could like in his, in Derek's circumstance, like how could my little sister be dead? Like that can't be real. Like I'm just gonna, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And also he explains it really well. His little sister was his biggest fan. Like she loved that he was on the real world that he was had been on the challenge so i also understand that he would want to go on for her because it's what she would have wanted and like i understand that um and i also have to say you and i well i'll put it on me i often make fun of people who will say like oh i'm on the challenge for these people or like we joke all the time, like we hear um, Corey say, like, I'm here for my girls, like I'm here for my kids. Or we heard Patina say, like, I'm here for all the small town girls last season of the challenge. And I'm like, I'm always like, okay, just say that you're here for the money, which is an acceptable reason in my mind. But when Derek said that he's there for his little sister, I was like, now this is motivation. Like this, I, like now I get it. If this was a connection he had with his younger sister. He literally like just learned like it was a day old. And then he got on the plane. Like now this is like for once I'm like, yeah, I get why you're saying this is for my little sister for Brianna. So I like, like I said, off the hop, I was like, I don't know that I'd be on this show. But when I thought about it a little bit and processed it, I totally get where he's coming from. I have to say, I've always liked this Derek, Derek Chavez. He's like, he hasn't been on a a lot of challenges, but he seems just like a really nice, good guy. You and I always talk about how we'd want to spend, like, would we want to spend time with this person? Like, I would first, like, I imagine if we were coworkers, he would, like, I'd be friendly with him, you know? Like, he just seems like a nice, normal, fun guy, pleasant to be around. So my condolences to him. And I'm yeah. sorry that he got nominated, given that we know all this now in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It was a it was it was a hard right turn, but it's also the way things played out. Yeah, totally right. And you know, there's no real good way to segue from into that or segue out of that, other than we just move on, right? So you know, we continue within this episode towards the arena, and. You know, the arena, I mean, this was an interesting, this was an interesting elimination, right? So the first thing that we find out is that it's going to be individual, right? So it's Derek versus Nehemiah. And then, um, why am I drawing a blank here all of a sudden? Uh, Ayana, Ayana, wow, in English, I don't know why I can't speak. And Leah. Um, And Leah. And this is interesting because we saw Ayana and Leah have a moment at the party mm-hmm. 
where they kind of connected and bonded and discussed that there's so there's so many similarities between the two of them both being moms both being on the show both like having a moment where they're like hey yeah this is our chance to like have some fun and reconnect with this part of our past and do something really cool to show our family show our kids and whatever right so you have that matchup and the elimination is pretty straightforward right nothing that complicated you basically have to solve a puzzle once you solve the puzzle you have to you then get a chain you attach a chain to these like huge coffins you have to drag the coffin across the other side and attach the chain to the link at the other end you do that three times first one done wins and first up we get derek and nehemiah and I want to ask you something, and I'm asking you this genuinely, and I don't know, maybe I'm sure someone in the comments will tell us, although I feel like that mostly happens during our normal challenge seasons. I don't know how much it happens on All-Stars, but I firmly believe that Nehemiah won this by a lot, and they just edited it to make it seem as if it was a little closer, especially once we got towards the end. Because the way that it just seemed like, I don't know how Nehemiah kept getting the, the last math problem incorrect but also a couple times it looked like it just looked the same when he asked for the check <laughs> and tj's like nope that's not it <laughs> right but either way the way that it cut together it didn't like to me it kind of looked like especially with the last one how Derek caught all the way up it seemed that they made it seem closer than it was what did you think i mean i, I if they if they did cut it they fooled me like i thought it looked okay pretty close you could be right. It had not occurred to me. And there have been other eliminations where I've seen it and been like, oh, they cut this to make it look closer than it was. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, you could be right. But I do certainly, I mean, put it this way. They had to move three coffins. Certainly Derek was on his third coffin. I got you. Okay. Right? Like, okay. there's no doubt of that. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, I, I mean, my question for you was they said that these coffins on weighted sleds weigh 300 pounds. How do you think you'd do at this? First off, there's a 0% chance those things weigh 300 pounds. <laughs> 0% chance. Like, come on. That's like, I know you're a big wrestling guy, John. Yeah. You know, when they have the guys come out and they just give up the fake weight. Yep. It's like, from parts unknown, weighing 500 pounds. Or the tag team, and they're like, weighing a combined 850 pounds. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what? Like, you just made that up. And cool, I get it, right? Like, it sounds cool. But, like, come on, man. You're not dragging 300 pounds like that through sand. You know how hard that is? Come on, man. <laughs> so I was curious, because at first I'm like, there's no way I could do this. What, based on that 300-pound number. And then I was like, well, you know, I do push weighted sleds, but I don't actually know how much they weigh. Like, I just put some weights on them and push them. Mm-hmm. And a weighted sled without any weights on it weighs 100 pounds. And mm-hmm. so with that in mind, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I could do this. Like, and to your point, mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think it weighs 300 pounds. Like, I think that was a bit of an exaggeration. Yeah. Um. So we, we already said it. Nehemiah meets, beats Derek pretty handily. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, there's, there's not even sus- any suspense to the women's competition. 
No. Ayana. Leah can't even, she doesn't know how to use a carabiner. Yeah. Which I understand, carabiners are tough. But Ayana smokes it. <laughs> like, yeah. Darrell says it. She could have beaten half the men in there. And I think part of the key is Ayana works smart, not hard. She understands, she avoids the mistake that both Nehemiah and Derek made. That is, they were pulling from the very end of the chain. You don't want to do that. Yeah. You want to be as close exactly. to the sled as possible. And so she she yep. was grabbing it from like basically keeping it as taut as possible. So it's just like over her shoulder. Mm-hmm. And she just rocked this. She looked great doing it. So yeah. good on her. And then she helps Leah finish. This was a moment. This is nice. No? This was super nice. So before, hold on, hold on. Before we get to the fuzzies, mm-hmm. right? The fuzzy part of this. We got to like give Ayana credit because she was beasted, right? Yeah. Like, first off, she's just going through and she's like swearing through it, right? Like she's very, she's just yelling like, come on, motherfucker. Come on, motherfucker. Come on. <laughs> she's like pulling it. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. But I think that's also a good look because you're telling the other competitors you don't want none of this, no. right? Like all of the other women that are involved in this, like you, you don't want, you don't want to come down here and see me in an elimination. So I thought that was really cool, but yeah, getting to the moment of this whole thing, I thought it was really cool because, you know, as much as I made all these comments about what this episode or what this season of the challenge was, you know, or what it was going to be, that was a moment that actually showed you what it is. And it is more than just coming on this show and trying to make money because I used to be on a reality show 20 years ago. I thought it was really cool because it shows a difference in maturity level of the people on the show, right? And I think that's really cool because I think that, you know, Ayana wins. We talked about the connection that she made at, at uh, with Leah at the party that they had or whatever, but she also knows with that, hey, I came on here to do this for my family. Right. And it's not necessarily about winning. It's about being on TV. And that'd be cool to have my kids and my family see me on TV. Right. And not so much about what I was, but what I am now. And so to have a moment that could have been very embarrassing in terms of, oh, she had a terrible performance in the elimination. She's going to be the first person to go home. Instead, Ayana turns it into this thing where she's like, no, 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 you're not going out like that. We're going to finish this. We're going to do this together. And they pull it together and I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, oh, that's that's really cool. That was really cool. What do you think? It was so cool. And I mean, I'm going to say it and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think the MVP is going to be unanimous this week. I don't see how it can be anyone other than Ayana. Just not only nope, totally agree. Not only the way she carried herself with who she wants to go up against, which I think is, yeah. I mean, we already discussed, was the exact right thing to do. She absolutely mm-hmm. beast moded in terms of uh, the competition, the elimination, and also one thing we haven't touched on, which I really respect, is she and Nehemiah are in elimination because she screwed up in the daily competition because she fell into the water. Like, it's on her. Mm-hmm. At no point did yeah. she make any excuses for herself. Like, she just owned it. No. And then, it's very to true. cap it all off, to be so classy and respectful mm-hmm. of Leah, 
Who, I mean, I'm not saying that Leah would have beat her, but Leah was undone by a carabiner. Like, yeah. like this looked way more yeah. lopsided than it should be because she couldn't figure out, like, that little device. Like, I, I mean, yeah. just top to bottom, a great performance from Ayana. And I really, like, I don't, I don't remember her at all from earlier seasons of the challenge. It's sort of before when I really got into the challenge. And, like, I went back and had watched some old ones, but I don't particularly yeah. remember her. I was really yeah. blown away by her in this scene in all episode. Yeah. Like, I thought, I thought it was a really cool moment. And then the thing that got me, and I'm interested to hear your opinion on it, though, was seeing the reactions from the cast because I was watching and I was like, Oh, this is really cool. This is awesome. They're having the group hug and you see Kendall crying. I think you saw Katie crying. Uh, what's did I see Latarian yeah. kind of wipe a, wipe a tear away. You know what I mean? Like you could see that it, it mattered. Right. And I think that's really cool. I thought that was really cool. What'd you think? Yeah. I mean, I also, I didn't touch on it, but I was struck by how Latarian seems to have chilled out a little bit. Like he came in, Hmm, okay. Last season, with a big chip on his shoulder, and seemed like, yeah, pretty standoffish with everyone. But he seems mm-hmm. a little softer. Yeah. He seems a little warmer. He, a little less guarded. A little Latare bear. <laughs> yeah, a little Latare bear. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, How could you forget about Latare bear? Come on. But man. there's someone else that we need to circle back on. God help us, Derek K. Okay has all the looks of a man who I think he knows he fucked up. (laughs) Like he, I mean, it's, it's a slam dunk who the MVP is. I think he's obviously the LVP. Ooh. What are your thoughts on that? Okay. No, that's fair. Between his ridiculous upset over being dissed on his outfit but also yeah i mean it wasn't a good it wasn't a good play but now nehemiah is going to be coming for you you already just showed that nehemiah clearly has more friends in the house yeah because all his friends voted for uh what he wanted to happen so that's not a good look for Derek, right so yeah he misplayed his hand and you know luckily for him the game will still come down to can you win a daily and if you win the daily then it doesn't matter now, if you lose, <laughs> I mean, that's when stuff's going to go down. So, yeah, not a good play for Derek. Not a good play for Derek. And also, Nehemiah might be able to talk the Team Cancun clique, real-world Cancun. He might be able to talk them into saying, hey, Derek's elimination is on, Derek Chavez's elimination is on Derek K. It's not on me. And then yeah. you got real problems with you, yeah. Derek. Uh, Derek K. No, for sure. I am. I'm sorry to see Derek Chavez go. I am not sorry that there are now. There's only one Derek in the house now. It's going to make our lives a lot easier. <laughs> which I'm grateful for. For sure. For sure. Um, what was? I don't think we've said it. Maybe I've forgotten. But what was your line of the episode? My line of the uh, my line of the episode actually is from another song. Oh, and it was they were playing the wind beneath my wings during that last moment there with the with the whole drink. I just thought that was really funny because there's so many different ways you could go with that, and that song to me was like 
it summed up the moment, but it was also kind of like a wink. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's kind of funny at the same time. And I just thought that was perfectly placed. So that's my line of the episode. But I'm cheating because I just wanted to mention another song. <laughs> I think I already said my line of the episode was Ayana being like, hey, you know, you don't get to choose who you run against. I'm not going to choose who I'm going to compete against. Because it's just like, yeah. as, it's just such a G check. Just like, yep, <laughs> like, let's do this. Mm -hmm. I like my chances. Yeah. Uh, where can the no, I love where it. can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, and of course, I can subscribe to the YouTube page. Find us, just search "You Killed It" podcast or "On Blast" podcast, or my name, Sheldon Alexander. Lots of stuff going on there, and on the On Blast network, we got as mentioned, you know, football picks, gambling pod going up, DRF Sports. Like and follow us there. Lots going on for sure. As I know there's lots going on with you as well, my friend. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill, and on TikTok at Jesus Chuddlesworth. And um, as Sheldon just alluded to, one thing that uh, Sheldon and I have to contend with is in two weeks, I'm going to be going to China for the Beijing Olympics. So we're going to be recording episodes in advance. So you guys get your weekly fix of You Killed It. Uh, but that also means it's going to be a challenge for us, no pun intended, to take questions from you, the listeners. So we're putting the questions out there. Uh, and by all means... No, it just means that we're going to we're gonna have a, an on-demand uh, where we just read comments. At the end of okay. this, whenever we do the... After we're done the season, we'll read viewer comments at the very end. Okay. We'll do an episode of just that. That is a great solution. I just made that up right now on the phone. That's a good solution, and I like it. And also... <laughs> We'll all, like we're I'd like to think pretty good at replying to people if you tweet at us if you message us on Instagram, uh, so like keep doing that. I'm just saying it'll be a, a little funky how we address it on air because we're going to be creating a backlog of these, so we're we're going to try to work them in when we can, but we're going to be using the magic of the internet to have regular content when I'm on another con continent. Hard to say content and then continent. Anyway, until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.